Hi, I'm Rachel Cook. I'm Corey Santiago, and this is Delete Delete If If Not Not Allowed. Okay, so we have some big news. We have an announcement. We have a secret that we've been keeping for honestly the majority of this podcast that we just haven't said anything about. Um, you know, at this point, we've hyped it up on social media. Like, what do you think it is? And why am I, if we're looking at the video, why am I sitting in front of stockings? Like, what? why am I in front of the fireside? Like, am I going into politics? Is it a fireside chat? Like, what am I doing? It's here? a fireside chat. It's a fireside <laughs> chat. Less Teddy Roosevelt, you know, but we'll get there. So you might like behind me are all my family stockings. You might be like, why are there so many? There's three of you. So there's one for my husband, one for me, one for my daughter, and then one for my dog, which, you know, have feelings about that if you want, but she's a part of our family too. And then there's an extra one behind me. And you might be wondering why that is. And what the tag says, and we can maybe zoom in on it, is baby because I'm pregnant. That's it. That's the news. (laughs) I can't believe it. It's been so I've almost slipped up. I'm so, so happy times. it's out. Like I cannot yeah. believe it's out into the universe. Yes, oh. multiple episodes. You've been like my children, and I'm like, oh my god, she's letting. I it know, stay. I know. And if anyone <laughs> asked me about that, I'd be like, just so it's evergreen. So later on, when I have more yeah. kids, um, yeah, it's a blanket thing for all the children. <laughs> for all the children. Although this will be, we are only having two. We're done after oh my this. God. Um, so it's been a very hard secret for me to keep. Uh, but I'm really excited. It's been really hard. Um, I shared a couple episodes ago that I did have a miscarriage over the summer. So like pregnancy after loss has been really weird and difficult to navigate, as I'm sure I'll like Rachel, you know, a lot of people who listen yeah. know. Um, so like, let's talk about it. Like, and also if you're listening at home and you're like another fucking pregnancy announcement, I can't handle this. Turn it off. Get your piece. Yeah, whatever. seriously. Like, go. Yeah. Go. We're not offended. I remember Corey when you when you were going through your loss like texting you being like look I like I know because I've had so many losses but I also am pregnant right now so I'm sure you're the last like you couldn't like not want to talk to me and you were like I love you I was like you hate me no but like like, I I don't I was going through my miscarriages like I just didn't want to talk to anyone who was pregnant or had kids like I remember when I thought saw a therapist the first therapist I like well actually the second therapist I saw I was like he was a man and he was like what like why did you like choose me i'm like well you're not a mother you might have kids but you're not a mother like i just can't deal with you anyone who has kids think, right now i think you don't realize it either like how much it's going to affect you until it does um and it's different for everybody so like one of the things that i personally don't like but i understand why other people do this is to call this pregnancy and this baby a rainbow baby and to say like sure. oh you got your rainbow and i the the i understand the reason why people say that right because it acknowledges this terrible horrible thing you went through and overcame and now you're on the other side of it and like there's no other way to like do that in a nice way to be like yeah my other baby died and like this is my second chance or like but however you want to frame it like I get why you do that because it's just everyone knows what that is okay like acknowledge your struggle like got it however I really do not like that and I do not want anyone to refer to my baby as a rainbow baby or like this is like a rainbow pregnancy I don't like that um and I think it's very personal and for me it's because 
I don't think we need to take my trauma of my loss and center it on this new baby. This is a new baby. Mm. This is a new life. And I don't want to take like the baby that I lost is I think about that baby every day, you know, Mm -hmm. it's very different, but the new baby does need to live in the shadow of the baby we didn't get to meet that they're different. They're two different babies. They're two different lives. Like one does not replace the other. Like it's not that way, at least for me. And I don't think it's that way for a lot of moms. Like I just, like, I really just don't like the rainbow baby thing. It's not for me. There'll be not a rainbow in sight. Like no thanks. It's just not for, not for me. If it's for you, I get it. But like, I wouldn't assume or like, when someone tells you they have a baby after loss to be like oh it's your baby like just follow their lead like just take it take a beat um is what i would say about that and um i guess i'll just like say how it has gone so far um obviously like i found out pretty early um and i wanted to tell my husband like on our wedding anniversary so i had to like keep it to myself for a couple of days which was very difficult but <laughs> i did well i didn't keep it to myself i had to like text pictures say, yeah. people to be like this is a line right and they're like yeah bitch you're pregnant so <laughs> line like, eyes yeah lot, well you get line eyes because like when you're taking so many pregnancy tests all the time you know if you know you know yeah um like went to my doctor and like my gynecologist doesn't see OB patients past seven weeks anymore. Um, so like I went to her, like asked for a blood draw, which if you've like lost a baby before or like just been pregnant in the difficult situation, like HCG and like following those numbers, you just want to make sure the pregnancy is healthy. Um, fought a lot with her about doing that. I will never go back to her again. Um, got my numbers taken. They were initially low, which I think people panic about, but the thing to remember is not what the number is necessarily. It's that it doubles correctly. Um, And I was also like literally like 10 minutes pregnant. Like it was so early. So it more than doubled. So I was like, okay, feeling great. Like this worked. And she was like, well, you know, it could still go either way. And I was just like, oh, okay. Like, I know that you don't need to tell me that. Yeah. Um, Went in, I calculated my due date. I wasn't really feeling that much by then. I was just really tired. Like I would have to take naps every day. Um, And then got my first ultrasound when I was like six and a half weeks. And that's like really nerve wracking because you're just like, is this anything like, you know, you're kind of, especially when you like, you're in this like post loss state, it's just very traumatic. So I remember just like holding my breath and not really even be able to think about it before. She's like, okay, it's like, here's the heartbeat and there's the baby and there's this and there's that. And I was like, oh, thank God. And like, they don't it was so early they like can't play you the heartbeat but you could like see it moving so I was like okay thank god and then like she's taking other measurements and the tech got kind of quiet and was just doing other things and then she's like okay that's it like and left the image up on the screen and printed out images for us and I noticed there was like a dark spot next to where the baby was but I felt like ultrasounds are just weird so I didn't really think anything of it she was like nope everything looks great you can leave so we leave my doctor calls me later that day and she leaves me a voicemail and she's just like uh will fine like we need to talk about um like moving you to regular ob care but um, i just want to go over everything so if you could just like I- i'm gonna call you back soon like we just need uh, to go over everything. and my heart just like sank so i'm like you don't say that like if something's yeah. not if something's not wrong so i was like okay i'm like but it was after hours like i couldn't call her back um and it was when i went to like go pick out from daycare so now i have like a pit i'm on my way home i get in the door like 20 minutes later and she calls me again jesus christ and i was like, I was like hello and she was like yeah like looking for everything great um we did just find something and I'm like I can't like I was right at the point where I was like yeah. feeling okay and I'm like I can't I can't do this like I cannot do this and she's like um you have a subchorionic hematoma or an SCH um and that's and she like tried to explain it to me but 
I like just kind of, I knew what it was. For yeah, my, yeah. Like stuff. So basically, <laughs> what that is is it's like a if it's not actively bleeding, it's like a little blood clot between like the chorion, so the embryonic sac and, and your uterine wall. And there's a lot of theories as to why it happens. Um, apparently, it's really like common in IVF pregnancies, which I didn't know. Yeah. This was not an IVF pregnancy, but um, and she was just like, you know, um, it's not big, like. I'm not concerned about it, but like you might bleed. And like anyone who's like lost pregnancy knows that's very triggering to think about that. And I was just, I started spiraling. I was like, what the fuck? She's like, so, you know, take it easy, stay off your feet. I was supposed to go like on a girl's trip that weekend. I'm like, can I still go? She was like, yes, but just make sure you rest. Like drink a lot of water. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I just like couldn't calculate it. And then when yeah. I looked back, I Googled like what it looks like. And then it was very obvious that that was it. Um, and like Google has really scary stuff to say about it. So like get off Google, first of all. And I was like, I'm just really anxious. She said, you can come, like, why don't you come back next week? Because I was supposed to go in two weeks, my regular OB. She said, why don't you come back next week? We'll do another ultrasound just to keep tra- eyes on it. I'm not worried about it. Like, if you do start bleeding, you know, call, but it's probably fine. That I just want to prep you for what that is. So immediately I just lost my mind. I was like, like, what do you think is going to happen? Like, I don't know. Like, I can't take that. I can't take this. I can't do this. Like, I just downward spiral. It was bad times. Yeah. Um, and I like texted Dr. Shannon, who's been on this show. <laughs> and I was like, hey, what the fuck's up? Like, this is happening to me. And she was like, honestly, she's like, I, if this happened to me, like, I would not be concerned. Like, and basically like ran down like what it was and what it could mean. And that like, they're way more common than you think. And like, most of the pregnancies just carry on just fine. Like you might have spotting, you might not. So I go back a week later and it's still there, but it had like split into like, as the baby was growing, it kind of split it and was pushing it more up. And the ultrasound tech was like, okay, now they know about it. We could talk about it. But like, I see this literally all the time because Google says it happens in 1% of pregnancies. And I really think it has to be more than that. Yeah. Like, so she's like, I see this literally every day. Like, it's not, she's like, if you know, if it, if you do bleed, it's just, it has to either get reabsorbed or come out. Like, it's not, it's not a big deal. Like, just call. They'll be able to tell you what the difference is. But like, you know, if it's not like active red blood, like you're fine. So I was like, okay, I guess. And like, you know, they're like, you know, it didn't get any bigger. So that's good. I'm like, okay. But I still felt super nervous yeah uh, and then that like thankfully the next week i went to my ob and i felt like i was walking around like a ticking time bomb the whole time just like waiting for something terrible to happen and then i go to my regular ob she does another ultrasound and she's like yeah, I see it there but whatever and i was like well my other like my other gynecologist maybe think it was such a big deal and she was like it's not like i might not even have found it if i wasn't looking for it like it's an incidental finding it doesn't mean anything and i was like you know what are implications down the road she's like if you look at a textbook it would tell you that like you may go into labor a little bit early, like your water may break a couple weeks early, but like, I've never actually seen that happen in practice. So probably nothing. It's just, it's just a finding. It doesn't mean anything. And I was like, oh my God. She's like, do you feel better? I'm like, yeah, I wish that like, that was kind of the way it was presented. Yeah. It was presented to be the first time. So I'm like, okay, like whatever we go. And when I had my first daughter or my first child, I, it was COVID. So like, when I went in for my first exam, they're like, yep, you're pregnant. You're nauseous. That sucks. Try some peppermint since you don't like ginger. Uh, here's a packet. There's a door. Bye. Like it was very quick in and out. Right. And I like was so sick. They had me like lay down before they would continue to see me because I th- like I thought I was going to throw up. That's how sick I was at that. Like, and I was at this point feeling pretty, pretty bad. Like I was very nauseous and I had actually thrown up, which with Allie, I never had. So I was like, okay, this is like not cool. I did last time without medication because they were like super hesitant, same practice, but super hesitant to give me any medication. I do think it's because it was COVID and they were just like overly cautious of anything. So I knew I was going to go in there and be like, I need these pills. You need to come to me now. And um, she asked me a bunch of questions and I was like, um, I've been really nauseous. And she was like, oh, you want to just like, I'll write your prescription. 
60 sound good people bop and I was like thank god so I'm like okay like this is different um and then I like talked to her and said I was nervous that I had a miscarriage over the summer and she's like you know there's nothing there's nothing you're going to be able to do to like influence this either way so like try not to think about it which is super unhelpful advice yeah how are you not going to think about it but you know I'm on like a lifting restriction which they tell all of the patients in their practice to do which I think is probably old advice from everything that I've read like not let's anything over 25 pounds but I'm terrified so I'm doing it so I haven't picked up weeks um which is hard especially she was in a crib at that time so that like was limiting to things we could do um so I was like okay cool and then she said do you have time to meet with the nurse which I had never done and I was like yeah sure like can't but like what could why but okay we love nurses yeah. we love nurses that's that wasn't about the nurse it was just like why is there a second meeting because at this point I've been there yeah. for like probably an hour she was like do you have time to meet with your nurse because at this practice you basically get like there's a nurse assigned to you uh-huh. who like will call you with your results and who will answer your questions like you like build a rapport with this nurse and she was my nurse last time but I never got, it was COVID I never got to see her face so I didn't really even know what this woman looked like Barbara if you're out there Barbara so I go into the other exam room, Barbara, because she's like, oh, my God, I'm so excited to see you. How's the baby? Aww. Like, how old is she? Um, And then Barbara gave me what I affectionately called the shakedown. So, like, the door shuts, and it's like, okay, we're going to talk about all the shit you can't do anymore, which I never yes. got the first time. So I was like, okay, what? And it was like, you know, they tell a lot of things they tell you. No sushi. Got to heat up the deli meat. If you have cheese with deli meat, they both need to be heated, which I'm like, I don't even need deli meat. We could skip this part. Like all the things you can't do, like no, like steak has to be like, well done. You could only have lobster once a month, which like there's a lot of people who are probably like, I wouldn't even eat lobster once every six months, but I do live on the coast. So like seafood is yeah. more popular here. Yeah. Um, and if like in the summer, like I live, laugh, lobster roll, like I'm eating lobster all the time. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So now every time I have lobster, Chris is like, that's it for 30 days. I'm like, oh, enough. Um, what else did she tell me? Oh, and then it was like, um, and you know, I remember no soft ice cream, only hard. I was like, what? No soft ice cream? And she was like, because of the 1% listeria risk. I was like, oh my God. Just so I understand, there's a 99% chance it wouldn't happen. And she was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool, Barb. Whatever. At that point, I had had some McDonald's McFlurries anyway. So I'm like, <laughs> the ship has sailed. It's, it's whatever. And I'm going to be pregnant like into the summer. I'm due the first week of June. So like, thankfully, we have a creamery right now that has hard ice cream. But I'm just like, this is, this is nuts. Um, Seems a little extra. They're very conservative. No heavy lifting. And then, like, they talk about all the vaccines you have to get when you're pregnant, um, which, like, so, like, the flu shot, but they said to wait until you're after 12 weeks because you probably will feel less like garbage. So I just got my flu shot today, actually. Everyone should get their flu shot. Um, Please do it for everyone listening. Do it. Did you get your flu shot? I think I got mine right after I delivered. I can't remember if it was right before or right after, but I, I think it was after. Get your flu shot. Get your Petri dish, children their flu shot like everyone needs to get a flu shot <laughs> and if we think say the flu shot gives me the flu read a book okay that is not how it works you're getting an immune response it lessens your chance of symptoms being severe and flu is what puts a lot of pregnant women in the hospital every year rant over um so they tell you that and then they're like there's a covid booster um it's up to you to get it like we really don't know but if you're gonna get it it's between like this time frame and this time it was like the last day i could get it unless i was gonna go at the end of my pregnancy and i'm due in june so i was like all right well like that's been decided for me that's fine and now the rsv vaccine is new 
So yeah, that I think wow. I have to get between 32 and 35 weeks because it sends some women into labor. So there's like a window with which you have to get it and that like the baby could get immunity. So like they go down all over that and then they give you like a sample pack that has like diapers and wipes in it and like send you on your way with this packet of stuff of like all you can't eat. Basically, you can't take any medicine, which I didn't take Advil in like I never took Advil. You're not supposed to take Advil when you're pregnant. But um, like Tylenol when you're pregnant now is like taboo. She's like, you really want to take it if you really, really what? need it. And Tylenol doesn't do jack shit anyway. So there's like now a a study that shows like a not a co- correlation link, but just a link between like kid par- mothers who have children that have ADHD, ADD, or autism and have like higher Tylenol use during pregnancy. But, like, the studies show that it's usually people who, like, use Tylenol every day for four weeks or more during pregnancy. Like, that's a higher risk, like, which I never did. Um, And, again, Tylenol just, like, literally doesn't do anything for me, so I'm not even bothering. But, basically, it's, like, a packet of things you can't eat, things you can't take, all these shots you have to get, uh, your genetic testing, which, you like, again, it was different than last time. Like, I think last time I went, like, at 10 weeks on the dot, it took, like, 10 days to get my results back and that was that this time it was like you couldn't go any earlier than 12 weeks and she's like and it takes the full 14 days and in my head I'm like I'm sure you're gonna say that so I don't call and bother you and I was like really like just for my own like what do you normally see and she was like I'm we use quest now and it really does take the two weeks like calendar days I was like all right whatever so signed off on that signed my whole life away and everything like talked about the hospital i'll be delivering at which is different than the previous one i did thank god um and then i had like an elevated thyroid level in one of my last blood work but my gynecologist wanted me to get seen by the mfm so i did and he was like i'm so sorry you wasted your time your gynecologist is loopy like we'll check it again when you're (laughs) 12 14 weeks whatever i'm like okay cool not a problem so um what was i gonna say and I have pregnancy brain like I I think that was also obvious in previous episodes I think we edited most of it out but I'd be like uh um <laughs> I uh, uh like I got one brain cell bouncing around that's all I have left no you're doing great you're doing great but it's a lot it's a, it's lot, a lot to be pregnant with it's a, a toddler and working full-time and and super nauseous I was so yeah. so I was throwing up I was gagging all the time so I took Diclegis which is Unisom and B6 together but time release so you're not like in the middle of the day with the unisom it does still make you tired but it's not as bad that has saved my life there are other options if that doesn't work for you you kind of have to like try and see what's happening um so i've been taking that really great 10 out of 10 recommend but it like tricks your brain into thinking you're not nauseous so sometimes you will still gag at things but you're not nauseous it's a very weird feeling so that's fun um and then there was like a shortage of diclegis for a minute. So I had to go a couple of days without it at like 13-ish weeks. But I was like, you know, what? by now, like maybe I just feel fine because I am fine. Nope. I was feeling fine because I was on medicine because the second I was off of it, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. This is not, this is not happening. So after um a long battle with public enemy number one for me, CVS, I got, <laughs> CVS, this is your tape. Um, I got my medicine like, and took me a few days to adjust getting back on it. And I've been really tired, but better now. Um, and now I'm in this age where I'm so exhausted every day. It's killing me. Like this morning, I was like, let me close my eyes for a minute at like 1145 when we got back from our flu shot and I woke up and it was like 10 after one. Yeah. 
I was like, oh, there with my lunch, I guess. <laughs> but you're also in the stage where you finally got the results of I your am. genetic test. So I am, what can I call type A? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Listeners, you decide. Is Corey decide. type A? <laughs> yeah, so I like I might be. So she was like, you have to wait till your 12 weeks to take it. So like the day I turned 12 weeks on that Friday, I made my appointment for Quest. It was the day after Thanksgiving. I showed up. I was like, take all my blood. And then uh, the tech, like, you could tell when you go to like a Quest or, or a LabCorp when like the tech's not great. And you're like, mm, this isn't going to go well. So she like didn't even stab a vein. She like stabbed my muscle the first time. Like it was a whole thing. They had to get someone else to come in. And like, usually people use a butterfly needle because my veins are tiny. No, she like took this needle, like stabbed me in the arm. And I was like, oh, and she was like, but it worked. And then I was like, uh-huh, yeah, sure it did. Um, and then I was like, you know, again, like how, how long does this take? And she was like, it takes a full two weeks. I was like, but like, I did look up on your website and it says five to nine days. She was like, that's wrong. It takes the full two weeks. And I was like, cool, great. Again, still hoping that they said this, so that I you wouldn't bother people. Cause that's what they said when I had my daughter and it was much less. Yeah. I was like, there's no way you're going to wait two weeks. And like that's what I they just everyone, say. They're, they're like, there's no way it's, it's 2023. Like there's no way. There was a way. So like starting at 10, <laughs> 10 days, I was refreshing the Quest app, the my chart, my the other portal my doctor's office had, just like waiting, 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 nothing. And then I had a nuchal ultrasound during this time, which not everybody has, I have found out. But it's it's an ultrasound that um, measures the fluid on the back of your baby's neck, the nuchal measurement. Um, not the nuchal fold, that's different, that's later on. But um, And that's like a soft marker for some genetic abnormalities. They like look for some other stuff. And she called me to tell me like that came back clear. Everything was fine. And during the ultrasound, the ultrasound tech asked me if I wanted to know if she saw anything because some usually she could tell. And I was like, yeah, I want to know. Because at this point it was like 12 days and the contest hadn't come back yet. And she told me what she thought it was. And I'm not going to say it because um, she ended up being right. And I was like, that's what I think it is. So I had that kind of idea in my head for a while after that. But when she called me back with the results, I was like, so like, how? When, what are you going to call me? Like what? And she was like, we'll call you. But like, it again, like, I'm not kidding. It does take the whole 14 days. So like, when did you get your blood taken? I was like, oh, on Friday, the 24th. And she was like, ooh. And I was like, well, what's the ooh? She's like, well, they don't plate blood on Fridays. They wouldn't, it would have gotten plated till Monday. So it's really 14 days from the Monday. And I was just like, wait, mate. Like, I, just, I, I like lost all energy at that point. I was like, fuck. So I was like, all right. We were, I was supposed to go to Rachel's house for like a holiday party that ended up getting canceled because of COVID, but I was going to try to do a little gender reveal there, but I didn't know in time anyway. So didn't work out. But that Monday I was supposed to know. So I am refreshing like a loon every 10 minutes. Every time I get an email, I'm like, that's got to be it. No, it wasn't it. End of the day comes nothing. I'm like, that's it. I'm calling them tomorrow. I want to wear the status everything. I quit Sally that night and fall asleep till three o'clock. Woke up the next day feeling like garbage and was like, all right, like I won't yell at these people right away. I get a phone call at like 8.05. It's my girl, Barb. She's like, the genetics are in. Everything looks fine. Like everything came back normal. Do you want me to tell you the gender? Or do you want to come pick it up in an envelope? And I had no real plan. So I was like, I'll go pick it up in an envelope. Like I was sprung to life. <laughs> got dressed. Went there, picked it up. And then you have to like prove that it's you. <laughs> so I do that. They give That's me the a good thing. Yeah, they give me the envelope. So like, what's the last name that they hold? They hold it like this. She's like, and the first name. I'm like, I would, you, I would just need to know it's my name, but okay. So they're like, oh, well, like, we hope it's what you are. And I like, didn't have like a preference either way. And I was like, I don't know. Like, People I, are so weird about that. I didn't yeah. like make, I didn't like make a response. Like I didn't make words, but so I get the envelope and it's, 
The envelope's bulky, so you can tell they like wrap the result in paper so you can't see. It's like one of those security envelopes. Then they scotch tape it horizontally and vertically. And oh my God. So there's no way it could accidentally open. So I'm like, okay. And I go sit in the parking lot with the envelope and I'm like, I could just open it and nobody would know. Like I could just, and I was like, but I can't. Like it's, it's our last baby. Like it's like, I just, I want to be genuinely surprised. Like I deserve this. I'm like, okay, what am I going to do with this envelope? So I drive to the grocery store closest to my house and go to the bakery. I'm like, hey, I know this is weird, but like, I just need something for this gender reveal. Like, I don't care if it's like a brownie, a cupcake, something with just icing in it. Like, can you help me? And she was like, well, we usually don't do same day orders, but if you just want a cupcake, like I literally just made these, like I could scoop it out right now and just put the color in it. Do you know? Like, and I was like, I don't know. It's for me. She was like, oh my God, give me the envelope. So I gave it to her, she's like, okay, go walk around for five minutes and then come back. And I like, for some reason, thought I would just drop it off and leave. And I was like, oh my God, am I getting it now? Like, it just made me panic. So then I go, I like call my husband. I'm like, I'm supposed to kill time and I don't know what to do. I'm like pacing in the cracker aisle. I'm like, what do you think it is? Like, I think it's this. Do you think it's that? He's like, it's okay. Like, it's fine. I'm like, okay, well, here's the plan. I'm going to get the cupcake. I'm going to bring the cupcake back home. I'm going to go to the office. So I'm not tempted to look at the cupcake and I'm not leaving the envelope there. And then I'm going to we'll pick up Allie from school oh and then we'll do it together he was like that's that sounds like what we would do yes I'm like how long has it been it's just <laughs> absolutely neurotic <laughs> again am I type a who knows so <laughs> I guess <laughs> pick up the cupcake and she like left it there and then she put the envelope back in like a wax paper bag stapled it shut again I'm like what is with the staples love it go in the car bring it home and I like shoved the envelope in my work bag so I like wouldn't be tempted to look at it put the cupcake in the fridge left and went to work even though I felt like garbage because I knew if I was home I would like lift the icing and like dig underneath and try to find out because that's who I am of course I I know myself so the whole day in the office I'm like I want to do nothing I want to go home and pop this cupcake oh my god and people at the office that I had told like the people in front and back of me are they're my friends and my coworkers. so I told them I was pregnant early because otherwise I they probably thought I had like cholera and was going to die because I just looked so <laughs> awful and would just like moan intermittently because I felt like such garbage and um I was like it came back they're like do you know I'm like I don't know yet it's in the cupcake they're like where's the cupcake I'm like it's, it's home. in like, the cupcake <laughs> so they were like oh my god like so like I left as soon as I could picked my daughter up and like tried to explain to her this is what we're gonna do and she was like oh we're it's a baby sister it's a baby sister and I'm like we, we don't know like that's what you want but we don't Aww. know what it is so like I explained the concept to her we come inside and she tells my husband she's like we're gonna find out what the baby is like and so we take the cupcake out. she goes that looks like a cupcake I said because it's a cupcake <laughs> so then we like told her we're gonna cut it open like if it's blue it's a baby brother if it's pink it's a baby sister and I was like what color do you think it is she's like I think it's pink I'm like okay we'll see if you're right so right here we'll drop in because Rachel and Megan I was like do you want the video when this happens or do you want me to tell you and we did it for the content yeah we record I was like no we're recording this we need to record you telling us what it is like absolutely we're doing it for the podcast doing it for the we don't burn content here so right now we'll drop in uh, when I told them what the gender was. Beep boop up. No. Okay. Are you getting all of us? It doesn't matter. We're just going to drop. I don't know. We can How just do drop. I do it? Girl, I don't know. View. It's fine. It'll go to who's ever talking. It doesn't matter. Okay, so if we're going to drop this clip in, I have to give some context as to why this is so awaited. So wait some more. So I got my blood drawn on the 24th of November. 
And when I had this done with Allie, it took 10 days. And that was with the lab being closed for COVID part of the time. So I was like, oh, this has been three years. Like things have to get better. Like it shouldn't take that long. And the nurse was like, I've seen it come back in like nine or 10 days, but usually it takes a full two weeks. I'm like, oh, she's just telling me that. Like, that's not real. And then they called after I had my nuchal ultrasound. They were like, oh, everything looks good. Um, and I was like, okay, like, when am I going to get the blood work? Like, it's been um, it's been 10 days. She's like, oh, it takes the full two weeks. I'm like, okay. She was like, when did what day of the week did you have it done? I was like, oh, a Friday. She was like, mm, they don't even plate your blood till on Monday. I was like, okay, like, what? Fine. So I'm like, still think it's going to be 10 days. I'm like refreshing the Quest app, refreshing my chart. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And still today, nothing. If I, if I went to look yesterday was two weeks and I was livid that I didn't hear anything. So today I'm like, I'm calling them. I'm going to be like, where's my stuff? Da, 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 da. And then like last night I couldn't sleep all night. I just was having like a tough time. I am fell asleep to like three. I woke up like a zombie and then I'm like getting Allie ready for school and my phone starts ringing. And I was like, who the fuck is calling me at 8 a.m.? Like go away from a, from this random number. And it was my nurse. And she was like, oh, I just wanted to let you know that um, your results are back. And I was like, oh, like I like awoke. I, I arose. And I she was, she was like, do you want me to tell you or do you want to come pick it up in an envelope? And I had no real plan at this point, but I was like, oh, I'll come pick it up in the envelope. But the, gene- the genetics were all fine. Everything came back normal. So then I drove to my OB's office to pick it up and the envelope was, I wish I still had it so I could show you, but so it's like a big envelope and they put like a million pieces of paper in it. And then with like the little piece of paper inside, then they scotch tape around the whole thing two ways and staple it twice. So like it cannot accidentally open, I I guess. I I don't know. And I was just, I picked it up and they were like, okay, like we hope it's what you want. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what I want. Just oh my god <laughs> that's so crazy so i just got the elevator i'm like okay what am i gonna do with this fucking envelope like i have no plan so i went to the grocery store um bakery and i was like hey could you just like do something for me for a gender reveal she was like we usually don't do same day orders like what were you thinking of? i'm like it could be literally a cupcake i don't care and she was like oh i just made these i can fill it for you now um give me the envelope and walk away for five minutes and i don't know why i thought i was just gonna drop it off and come back but i was like oh, okay so i'm just like pacing on the cracker aisle calling chris I'm like i have to kill five minutes i don't want to see it so so then i picked it up and i was like cracker i could just aisle. And then she gave she gave me back the like piece of paper on the inside, but she put it in like a brown paper bag and stapled it shut. So like I couldn't see it. And I was like, okay, everyone's very into stapling. I don't really understand what this is. So I go back to the car and I'm like, I could rip this open and like no one would know. Like the cupcake is intact. Nobody would know. But I was like, I'm not doing it. This is like the last baby. This is like the only time I'll be surprised. I wasn't surprised with Allie. I made them tell me right away. Um, So I was like, I'm not doing it. Drove the cupcake home, left it there, and then I had to go to work because I would have eaten the cupcake otherwise. Like, I would have opened it. <laughs> and we were going to wait till Allie got home from school. So then I got home before dinner. I was like, okay, we're going to find out what the baby is. And she walked in and she's like, we're going to find out what the baby is. And then she, she was like, ooh, that looks like a cupcake. I said, because it is. Because it is. So we put the cupcake on a plate and I cut it in front of her. And like, it was so thick when we cut it, we still couldn't see it. So we had to like wiggle it apart. So what do you think it that what do you think the baby is? Final guesses. A boy. I think it's a boy. It's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> what are we gonna do with a boy? <laughs> I, I felt like I felt like it was a boy because like I just feel worse than I just time. So but then it's right before worse. I cut it, I was like, but but what if like it could just be a girl? Like, I don't know. So my brain was like, like right before, like I just was scrambled right before. 
And I had explained to her, I'm like, blue means a baby brother and pink means a baby sister. And I've asked her every night pretty much since we told her, like, what do you think the baby is? And she said a baby sister. She said a baby brother would be once or twice. And then right before I said, what do you think it's going to be? She said, I think it's going to be pink. I said, okay. And then it was blue. And I was like, oh my God, is she going to cry? Like, I was like, holy shit, what am I going to do with a boy? I don't want to be responsible for like anything having to do with a penis, but here I am. And she, I said, are you excited? And she went, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. And then before I put her to bed, she kissed my, be- my belly and said, good night, baby brother. Oh my God. It's so cute. I'm like, that's still, so precious. I'm still very much in shock about the whole thing. Like we don't have boys. What do we, what, what do we do with this? He is going to be so special. He's the first boy in our family. It's so weird to say he and like baby, her baby brother. I, I think so it's weird. amazing. I'm so excited. And I'm so excited to watch you be a boy mom first. Oh, I'm scared. Boy moms are scary. <laughs> boy mom energy is a lot. Oh, my God. Congratulations. <gasps> How's Chris? Is he excited? Uh, he he was excited. And he was like, I knew it was boy. But the whole time when I would ask him, he'd be like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But he was yeah. like, yeah, I knew it was boy. I said, would you be just as happy if it was a girl? He said, yes. So like I said, I'll send the video to you guys, but I sent the video to my family and my grandma texted me, grandma, if you're listening. Um, and she was like, Chris must be ecstatic. It's a boy. And I was like, he'd be just as happy if it was the other way around. <laughs> but I think there's such a stigma of like men have to have sons. Like he, I think he would have been happy either way, but it'll be nice to have one of each. Yeah. And, and we get to buy you a bunch of new stuff. Like, this is so exciting. I have approximately two gender neutral outfits, and I'm not kidding. No, three. Three, because I have the black onesie that I gave you, the avocado yep. onesie, and the one with caterpillars on it. That's it. I'm so excited. And this is amazing, Core. I, this is it's so weird. It's so weird. A boy. A boy. What are we? And in the, in the video, I'm like, I look at Ellie and I say, what are we going to do with a boy? And she says, what are we going to do with it? (laughs) (laughs) I just wonder what she'll be like when she actually sees the baby. Because I think it's very different. Oh, my God. It's going to be so fucking cool. Like, you're going to die. Like, watching her with a little... Oh, my God. Like, and especially that, like, she's so verbal. And, like, by the time the baby comes, like, she's going to be, like... She's going to be telling the baby stories. She's going to be singing to the baby. She's going to be, like, helping. Like, she's going to be so in love. It's all so, oh, it's so exciting. It, it is. I was like, if, in my head, I was also like, if it's a girl, it's going to be the most anticlimactic moment because I've just now pictured it being a boy in my head for so much. We've only talked about boy names, which we still can't agree on. So if you're listening at home and you have, like, good boy names that you're not going to use because you had all girls or, like, your husband also hates your names, um, let me know. Because we yeah, can't agree name, on anything. Name Corey's baby 2024. <laughs> Hashtag I, name Corey's baby. Yeah. So Maxwell, Max for short, I which I think that. is cute. And love then it. and then Nathan and Nate for short. I love them both. I know. Love you them. You're biased they both for one go of them. with Allie. You know, like. Uh, well, Luke, yeah. Luca is what I want, but he's like, I don't like that. Like, I feel like that's a definite no. I love Luca. I do too. And Allie and Luca fit. Yeah. And it might be the type of thing you have to wait till you see him. Or you might land on something before. Okay. Then. Listen, I used to be that kind of person that was like, you have to see the baby first. Guess what? At home, all babies look like little potatoes. When they come out, they don't look like anything. They'll look like the name you give them. Okay. They don't, don't think the inspiration is going to hit you because it's your wrinkly little potato baby face. And that's all that it is. I can't wait to see who this little 
little boy is and and what his energy is like I just, and I don't know I was asking like the I don't know that many boy moms but like the ones I did I was like what do I need to know like my my mom friend Brittany she had a girl first and then boy and she was like they're not afraid of anything that's the biggest difference is that there's no fear she's like maybe I'll get a more docile one but that's what I've noticed and like, oh, but glad... I feel like that way about Lola like I feel like well, Lola's and then she said I'm glad we had a girl first because this kid needed three parents <laughs> so yeah having I have two younger brothers and I feel like I asked my mom I was like Corey's finding out what she's having like what advice do you have and my mom was like it's really not different and she was like you and your sister raised your brothers just as much as I did but I also I feel like men and and boy culture like is somehow more limiting than girl culture like I just feel like there's a lot of attention to like it's like the marketing it's like you go in the stores you can be a sports your boy can wear sports clothes or like dump truck clothes or dinosaurs and there's pretty much no in between right and like the colors it's all blue and brown it's like blue brown orange white I'm like what is this or like a bunch of like terracotta sweatsuits I'm like okay like can we just have something green like just plain like I I don't know and red and like there's so many other like when I did Lola's nursery I didn't know what she was I didn't know it was a girl yet and so I did everything like I did it like um, aqua and like a tangerine color. Like, well, that's me. But, you know, and then like (laughs) jungle curtains. You know what I mean? But like. It was very you. It was very me. And I was looking actually at all the clothes and I was like, all of Lola's clothes are so bright colors. Like, and that's so Lola. And, 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 but it was so me. Like, do you know what I mean? Like I put that out there. So anyway, you can totally set the tone for this boy. We could get him some cool stuff and you don't, but that's the thing. It's like. You know, I feel like there's been a lot of attention to like, there's so many ways to be a woman and there's so many different types of women and being a girl, you can be like a sports girl. You can be a dance girl. You can be a horse girl. You can be a a science girl. girl. (laughs) You can be a horse girl if it's authentic. If you want to be a horse girl, be a horse girl. You can be a science girl. You can be like, do you know what I mean? Like you can be anything. But for boys, I feel like it's so limiting. The masculinity is so oppressive. It's jarring. And it's like, you know, I think it's just like, you don't know what this person is going to be like. And you don't really yeah. know until they're like one and starting to do weird shit. And then you're like, oh, what is my kid into? But like my daughter loves Spider-Man and she runs around the house fake right. shooting webs and asks to listen to the Spider-Man theme song in the car over and over again. So like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like really And actually, and my daughter, um, she loves the Hulk now. We got Hulk ice pops once, and wow. now she wants. She's always like the Hulk. So you should you know. put you should put Spidey and friends on for her Hulk is in some episodes. All right, all right. We'll definitely check it out. But no, I and I think that you know I am in the point now in my life too, like being in the partnership with a wonderful man, like where I feel really confident and in, in my ability to you know raise a good man. And you know, again, I feel like I have in my circle a lot of different types of men now, like that my son one day would be able to look to you know what I mean like men who play music or an artist or and who are athletic and who are um, you know like it's anyway and so and your son will too you know like there's so many ways to be a man and Chris is such an amazing man and you know he'll have so many cool role models and he'll have so many like access just to a community of people yes we have we've built our like the family that like we've even chose as like friends I think is very diverse I mean it was intentional but unintentional at the same time right like you surround yourself with like people you want to be like and people you want to be around but like you're building that 
net for your kids too one day and like their kid like and that's just what you do I feel like you're just a great mom and you will like you'd like you're gonna follow your kids lead and you're gonna figure everything out the way you always have and there's no challenge that you haven't been able to navigate like in motherhood like you know what I mean like you just one day at a time one tantrum at a time you know I'm not at first when we were first talking about it I'm like I think it's a boy and I'm fucking terrified I'm less scared I'm still kind of more like huh okay, this is what we're doing now. Like, it doesn't seem real yet. I think tomorrow I'll wake up and be like, oh, fuck. Like, it's a boy. I think because it's, like, not my first rodeo. Like, I yeah. and I have a girl already. So it was like, okay, I could either have one of each or, like, something that I know. Like, both options seemed fine. I think when it's your first baby, you're like, well, what if I don't have any other children? Like, this is my, like, what if this is the only thing I get? Like, I hope it's what I want in a way. But, like, I didn't want, quote, unquote, anything I guess like I just wanted a healthy baby which people say all the time and you're like that's cliche but it's true that's really all you care about sure I mean don't get me wrong people really do have gender disappointment and that's real but it just wasn't like I thought it was a boy from the beginning because I felt sick but I felt so much worse like I just felt different so I was like it's it could go either way but like I felt different to me um, and then the ultrasound tech was like, I think it was a boy, but like, I can't confirm it because the baby won't uncross their legs. Literally, I just watched the little legs like cross, uncross, cross, uncross, cross, uncross. I was like, yeah, no. so I'm like, all right, like, you know, she's like, but I wouldn't even get a bib on it. Cause like, I don't, I don't know. She's like, I just saw a glimpse. Like, I just, I don't, I don't know. And like, but they know, they like know what they're looking at. So I'm like, okay, yeah, that's fine. And everyone thought it was a boy. A couple thought it was a girl, but I think most people thought it was a boy. Um, and it's a boy. So I was just, I was just excited to know because like, I just took yeah. so long. I just like want to, everything is okay. I'm like, there's elements of control, right? Like, so I know, so I feel like, okay, like I know now I can build a registry, which shouldn't have stopped me. But, and then last night when I was like on baby list, like looking at things I might put on a registry and I looked at like, I was like, oh, I could register for their boppy pillow. Cause I don't even know where mine is. And it's probably old and like gross by now. And then when I had to like, look at patterns, I was like, oh, I have to pick something boy. I think that's when it kind of hit me that like, oh, it's boy things now. It's yeah. boy things. And I mean, you are... you can do whatever you want. I mean, I, you know, maintain that if if I had more children, like if I have a boy, like he's just gonna inherit all this cheetah print and he's just gonna rock he's with just it. He's gonna wear it. He's just gonna figure it out. Okay. You know, I think it's we shouldn't it sh- it shouldn't be limiting. No. You know, I'm a big it... fan of like like there's a lot of cute like animal stuff. There's and a lot of good neutrals. Outer stuff. space. Yeah. Well, you're always you've always been sort of a neutrals, like a solid, mm-hmm. you know, like solid print, you know, solid print, solid color onesie type, yeah. like aesthetic, you know, neutral aesthetic. Yeah, I've been I've been fairly, fairly neutral. Example is this fireplace that I whitewashed because the red brick was too aggressive. <laughs> you couldn't really have two different aesthetics um like I remember when you were for the first baby like when we were both pregnant with our first kids like the you sent like a vision board for Allie's nursery which again the question is she type a like (laughs) who's to say Uh, and it was like beautiful but it was like you know like there were like four different shades of like the same pink that you were trying to go between and like you know white furniture and everything and it was Mm -hmm. gorgeous but by contrast you know my my nursery was like orange and aqua and like it i have frida kahlo curtains like it's just like everything's like (laughs) neon like exactly how it's a 
representation. It is. I mean, that's just how, yeah, it's exactly who we are. Like, you know what I mean? How we like, how we decorated for our babies. But yeah, girl, I'm so excited for you. I'm so happy for you. Like, it's been such a fucking whirlwind. Like, I can't, I can't believe we're sitting here, like, after like a season of this podcast. Like, you know, like, we I feel like yesterday we were in high school but okay that's a separate issue I do um. I, I struggle with how far away but how close it feels you know we, we were on the we were on the school paper together like yeah we were we were like journalists journalists we were, like we're gonna change the world and we are we are we're doing it we do you think you think Mrs. March would be so proud of us that we have a podcast oh my god yes absolutely Mrs. yeah March, our journalism there, teacher we did it we did some kind of journalistic thing together she would love that we did it together and with megan who was also in our journalism class like yeah she was all about friendship and empowerment and all that good stuff but yeah like what a season it's been and like the re like when we decided to make this podcast like i had jokingly said it for a long time because we like talk with our friends about like here's all the shit they don't tell you when you become a mom and yeah and you know we've said like oh we're like we've said it jokingly but it was on Rachel's Bachelorette, actually, where I was like... My pregnant Bachelorette, which was very different than any other Bachelorette. Different than your first <laughs> one, that's for sure. Um, so... I liked Not the second the podcast. one way better. <laughs> way no, better yeah, but it was like, it was a very, like, bizarre thing because basically we got bullied into doing the podcast. Like, Megan and Jesse were just like, you we guys did. have to put this, like, out there. We jokingly there. Like, said it and they're like, do it. You could like, do they this, were like, this, it's and hysterical. That. They're like, it's and they hysterical. weren't even, they're not even moms. And they were no. like, I want to listen to this shit. And I'm like, all right, well, if you guys want to listen to it, then we maybe were like, some okay, moms we, we could do it. And at the time, also, I was like full on grieving. Like, I had just lost my pregnancy and was just having such a hard time. Like, I just, I, I feel like this podcast really kind of got me through it in a way, like, gave me something yeah. constructive to like put my energy into and to talk about and to just like help other people. Cause I, I feel like that's how I feel better is like by helping myself and helping other people as like cliche as that is so like that's really what I wanted to do was just like make one mom feel better about like hey this shit's hard so yeah we went like we went back it was like at the Phoenicia diner where it all began where we decided to do it and then we went back to the room and we're like okay like here's all the working titles like let's see how many mom podcasts there are with like three episodes that have this title that we can't use yeah and my bachelorette trip soon turned into a work trip but it was was great but it was fun it was, and we turned we turned it off. We only did it during certain times. But we like started started a Google Doc, got an email, like got an Instagram, like figured stuff out. Like within like literally two hours, we had our whole brand and we had most of the first season like planned what episodes we were gonna do, guests we wanted to have. Um and yeah, the the season we started, we launched the same week I got married, which was and- just ca- like we do nothing in calm time. It's chaos only. Like our brand is chaos only. Like just badness. Like we went, I, I like I went up to Albany. We recorded the first couple episodes in person, and we just won it. Like we took we in between recording episodes, we made the flat the bouquets for my wedding. Like, we did. I was saying like between one and two, we're like let's pause. I'll share a picture on the story of the day, but like some quick floral ranging just like quick floral, we made quick eight quick bouquets no big deal <laughs> just, just got that out real quick like recorded the second episode we listened back to them like, like wow that actually isn't bad like got through our little sound issues like honestly worked through it pretty quick and yeah. just did the thing and then 
we're like, you know, we got our guests on. We chat like Lauren Gold was our first guest. Thank you, Lauren, for like taking a chance on us. She was great. Loved working with Such her. Such a good guest. Uh, even like, and I'm, I am like slightly more into astrology now, but like, I'm trying. Okay. I can't uh, Listen, I was. felt like that was a big moment of growth. Like I was very happy. <laughs> that was a big moment of personal development. <laughs> I did the podcast just to get you to believe in astrology. <laughs> <laughs> the, the bamboo pajama cults episode still probably my favorite. Oh, like yeah. if, if that's anyone a good ever, like, one. it's a good one. If you need to laugh, like that, that's it. That I'm holding a- my child in her bamboo pajamas. I'm not, I'm not going to talk about it. I didn't mention it for a reason. Um, <laughs> we did the packing, uh, like, pack a bagel was the week you really like week before you really went into labor i think or had to go yeah we were like oh this is so early like jokes on us no i had my baby three weeks early so it was good we packed my my hospital bag that was a fun episode um and i guess we could do another boy i guess we could do another version of that it's just like it's just nuts like when we started it we're like we're two moms blah 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 but like I didn't I mean I knew you wanted to have a second baby core I knew you had went through your miscarriage I knew this podcast would be therapeutic I knew we could talk about a lot of like our shared struggles um and then also like our really different journeys and that we had so many moms around us who had really non-traditional paths to motherhood we wanted to kind of bring that to light like I knew all that but if you would have told me that in the season of this podcast, I would get married, have a baby, and you would get married. I mean, you would get married. Redo. <laughs> if you would have told me, if you would have told me in the season of this podcast that I would get married, have a baby, and you would get pregnant, like all within, what was this, 16 episodes? Yeah. And you had two abdominal surgeries, two major oh, yeah, surgeries. Sure. Throw that in. RSV and, and I said Annabelle has had two major respiratory diseases. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> it's just been a season like when they say it's like a season of life I always like like I struggle with that but like this has been a season and like no, it's I, been a season I've been pregnant for most of this podcast so like it's been hard to keep it um oh like, that's so exciting I'm just glad the cat's in the bag I'm like also like of course I'm scared that something bad will stop and like that doesn't go away like I just want to make that very clear like I'm even like it's scary to like tell people now even though I'm gonna be 15 weeks tomorrow sure. like it's still scary it's always scary but at this point like I am excited. I'm yeah. always going to be nervous. I'm just accepting that as part of it. But like, this is a piece of my story and I want to share that. So that's kind of where we are here. Um, I I really feel like we need to do like a little best of episode maybe because there's just been so many like good moments. Oh my God. So many good moments. And you had so many great guests while I was out on leave. You held yeah, it oh, down. And we had a maternity leave our first season. Oh yeah. <laughs> we had that too. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, we talked about maternal mental health. We talked about work, work from home moms, um, stay at home moms. We talked about, we talked about for, like incarcerated mothers. We talked about yes. like adoption, adoption. We t- there was so many things like, I know, like you said, I know we want to talk about all these things, but like we really hit it. Like we really did it. And, you know, I think we were pretty funny. Um, no, yeah, there, it was, it's been fun. Like it has been really fun to do this with you. And like, you know, we were always close, but like having, having like this date, like this standing date once I a week, love it. like it's so good for me. Like it's so good for like just my mental health and my well being. And if nobody was listening, even it would still be meaningful, but I've been like shocked at that people have reached out being like, this is funny. This is cool. I relate yes, to like, it. And that's, 
or like you guys are nuts i love when people are like you guys are freaking nuts well because we are we're we're ourselves we don't pretend to be any we don't pretend to be anybody we're not because like this this is the reality right like this is the phase of life that we're in and sometimes it does feel crazy but like so much stuff is going on like i did it like again i mentioned this before but this podcast kind of really anchored me back into like being able to like think about having a baby again and like what being a mom really means to me and what's really important to me and like it has made our friendship like even closer which i didn't think was possible but like it has been and this is just like we've been able to see each other more because when you don't live close to your best friends like it's really hard especially when you both have kids like but I've gotten to like yeah, physically see cool. you more often we have like a date every week that I love like when Megan's able to jump on like I love being able to like just catch up with you guys like it's just so good so like you know maybe- it's pretty rare like to have somebody who's been in your life for I can't we always I'm always trying to calculate but I like know. you know 15 plus years and still be learning things about them do you know what I mean like I yeah. think that's what's also so cool it's like you did the episode about your mom which I thought was so brave and like again even though I'd like lived through so much of that with you I was just like holy shit like it was just eye-opening to like hear you and I've had people re- you know tell me that too about like my single mom journey and everything they're like in I was relationship, gonna say like, like you, yeah like I again I lived it but to hear you talk about it always just like makes me so proud of you and like the episode we did last week about like basically what you're like your two passions and life's work coming into one like it was just so yeah awesome to like see you like thrive in that element talk about something that you love and care about and that is important like we're so lucky to have a little platform to talk about these things and I hope that if you're listening like the point of this podcast is really like it's all chaos but it's it's gonna be okay let's figure it out together like yeah what can we do like who are we not looking at like how can we pull things into the fold and just like be a better collective of moms and parents yeah no I love that and like you know I think too like we have like again a small group of people who have been listening and you know let's be chaotic together so you know like tell us what you what you care about what you're interested in like we already you know we have some good thoughts about season two obviously we have a baby shower to plan which I'm super excited (laughs) about um and you know the rest of your pregnancy core and I I just can't believe like we are not going to be able to top seasons one and two of this podcast unless we keep having babies every season which, which I I'm not opposed you to, to do honestly and I think you'll pull through <laughs> for us for the content. I'll carry I'll carry the cast yeah um, you're, you're gonna have to keep providing cast members for this <laughs> I'm kidding you don't have to do like we don't want to but I think you do no I love that <laughs> <laughs> um no it's super exciting and I think you know next season we're gonna have some we have some really cool guests in mind for next season we have some really um important topics we've gotten some like requests already from people to like hear more about certain things we've mentioned yeah. through this and, season and we'll like put something up on our stories this week about like things you want to hear there are certain people we're looking for like if you're a NICU mom we'd love to talk to you about your experience if you are like a bilingual mom or like a multi-generational household we'd love to talk to you or even a mom of um multiples a mom if of you multiples. have triplets twins whatever chaos come, we come want to hear us. your even chaos. if you're just if like you know I think there's a lot of stories out there that we just don't hear that are unique like if you want to talk to us like talk to us shoot us a dm we're open like slide in our dms slide in our dms but it's been a whirlwind it's been a really crazy time and there's a whole new person here 
I know it's like oh my god it's so nuts like that we went from the early episodes like talking about like I don't know who how Annabelle will be and we'll see what it'll be like and and now I can't remember life without her and Corey you're having a son like we haven't had a boy like you have a boy on the way well everyone's like how do you feel about being a boy mom and I'm like well boy mom like I have a girl like I'm just a mom like yeah you're a mom that that when you have both they call it a mom so like it's just it'll be different you know I there's like a penis in the mix that I don't really want to be responsible for but here we are you know it is what it is. I'm scared. If you have boys, just tell me, you know, what's up. I've heard they're just not afraid of like, anything. I think it's like, yeah, I think the penis thing is like less of an issue, <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's just like, I, I just don't you know, know. You just don't know because you never had one and no, you know, never had so, to deal with it. Not my problem, but you, you have, you know, you'll handle this the same way you handle every motherhood challenge you'll you know you'll just take it head on for what it is you'll figure it out as you go if you don't know what to do you'll ask somebody and you know you wing it and you have really good instincts and you've gotten this far and it'll probably be you know. fine so we're just gonna go with that we're we are struggling hardcore with a name so if you're at home and you're like i have this name that i'm not gonna be able to use because don't get mad at me if i use it that like my husband doesn't like or like we're done having kids or i just never had boys like you know, send me literally anything because we can't agree on anything. I think I'm really going to try for season two to get one of those like name consultants on here to like work through this with us. And and no, and I know. love that idea because yeah. literally, and I remember this with Allie, um, every single freaking name I suggest to you, you have a comeback for literally every you it's not just like a uh, I don't like it it's like you're like oh like blah, blah, blah. I'm like Corey <laughs> you're like oh I once knew a turtle named that it's like okay well <laughs> we all have a like unless you're like inventing a new name like there's gonna be some associations with the name there like... is and especially when you like you know I <laughs> I've been a lot of like public facing jobs where like you have to work with a lot of people so like you get a lot of bad exposure it's like how teachers have a lot of bad name association like similar issues but like like i'm you suggested oscar and i was like oh like the grouch i love oscar i think it's adorable what else did i suggest to you that you shot down immediately oh i said emilio like estevez which shouldn't mean anything i don't i don't dislike emilio estevez but if i have an association my brain's like not for you so (laughs) i i have a baby name book that i use with ali that i went through probably six or seven times cover to cover circling and highlighting things like my husband is not coming back with any alternative so chris i know you're listening to this we need to change this pattern um no longer acceptable so i bought a new baby name book i don't know what i think is going to be in there that's that different like there's not whatever but so my family is like obsessed with trying to also figure out what the baby's name is going to be so i'm going to bring the name book to christmas and see how that goes maybe i should bring I love the mic- that. maybe i should bring the microphone <laughs> oh my god no i love that i also feel like we you know one of the things that we've kicked around that i think we'll we'll probably do in season two is let our let the husbands of delita not allowed come on um if, if and- you want to hear the dina dad's the honestly dads. don't tell us little just gas them up yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah they've been asking we've been considering stay tuned we've been putting them on the back burner hardcore sorry guys but you know season two you'll have your moment to shine uh um, yeah we had to do the the first one ourselves yeah 
also like don't think you're gonna like get the microphones and we're gonna leave because that's also not gonna happen no we are gonna heavily edit (laughs) everything you say to make us look great i was like what are we gonna ask them like how does it feel to be married to such strong powerful women no literally we're gonna ask them what we're doing well that's what they're allowed to talk about (laughs) oh this is not a feedback this is i'm not looking for this i'm not looking for feedback here that's not happening just tell us why we're great moms and tell the world why we're great moms. tell the world why we're great and we'll edit out us coaching you no i'm kidding again type a who's to say who's to say it's been a season of crazy chaotic life i'm happy and i'm scared at the same time it's just you know and i think reason why we can a lot of people can identify with us is because we are so raw and vulnerable so i felt like keeping the secret was like keeping a secret from all my friends like not in a bad way but just different so i'm so happy it's out are you gonna like put it on your own social media and i am so the day this drops i guess i'm gonna put it on my social media because cat will literally be out of the bag um and i've told most people at work but like haven't made a big deal about it but so like by this time we're making a big deal about it now (laughs) Well, I feel like if I didn't have this podcast, I might not post on social media about it at all. Whoa. Like the entire pregnancy? Maybe. Because that's like there's something powerful to be said of like the grid being silent. And then there's just like, here's a baby post. Like, yeah. But like, I'm no, also, that's, that's I, really I, cool. Yeah. For I people don't. Who can do that. <laughs> for people who can do that. I don't know that I could actually do that, but it would be a nice idea. I also thought maybe we shouldn't find the gender out until birth. And that ended really quickly. So, you know. <laughs> well hence you pacing in the cracker aisle (laughs) what what how long how much time has elapsed is what i said amazing (laughs) so thank you for being here uh if you're listening and you've listened and the one thing i would ask that you do to help us is to share this podcast with a mom or a parent or someone else you think would enjoy it um that's the best thing that you could do is to share it send it, send them a link, put it on your social media, whatever you want to do. But if you generally like this and want us to be able to like make more and better content, sharing helps, uh, reviewing us helps on Apple podcasts, on Spotify, leaving a review is always great. Like a typed out review, like that we have some, and I don't know who these people are because of the aliases that they used, but like rate, review, subscribe, share, tell us what you want to hear. Like oh um we're on tiktok now we're on tiktok now we're gonna be making original tiktok content i bear with us we're doing our best here we're gonna figure it out yeah yeah we are we're we're winging it and yeah again you know it's not like we have a ton of capacity (laughs) but uh (laughs) but i'm really proud of us for cranking this out like we didn't yeah imagine if this was our full-time job how good we'd be at it like we're doing this among 17 other full-time jobs so imagine we are we are um and next season's going to be even better um i don't know how we're going to necessarily top this but we're going to do it it's going to be great we will do it we will do it we're committing to you so um we are (laughs) this is going to be our last episode of the season we are going to take a break for about two weeks uh but you will know when we're back so stay tuned to social media let us know what you want to hear we're going to be working on a really great season two for you but i hope everyone has a safe and happy and healthy holiday with their families um and we love you and we're so excited that you're here and we look forward to seeing you in season two so until next time thank you for listening to delete if not allowed we'd love if you'd send in your parenthood questions or hottest mom group drama to delete if not allowed pod at gmail.com This podcast was hosted by Rachel Cook and Corey Santiago, produced by Megan Conroy, Rachel Cook, and Corey Santiago. 
edited by Jesse Sander, music by Nate Sander. We'd like to thank our husbands, our daughters, and all the people who helped us along the way, however big or small. New episodes of Delete If Not Allowed drop every Wednesday. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Delete If Not Allowed Pod or find us on Facebook as Delete If Not Allowed.